Hi, I'm Dave Westberg, and you're listening to Billboard Insider Podcast, where I interview industry leaders about trends impacting the U.S. out-of-home advertising business. This podcast is sponsored by AdWatch. Today's podcast guest is Anna Bogger, the president and CEO of the Outdoor Advertising Association of America, or what is known as the OAAA. Welcome to the show, Anna. Thank you so much, Dave. It's great to be here. Anna, reflect on your first year at the OAAA. Wow. It has been a really great year in very many ways, but not really the year that I expected it to be, to say the least. I mean, the global pandemic was not something I think any any one of us could have foreseen and certainly added a lot of spice yes. so to, speak, to the year. And, and, you know, of course, it's been it's been I, I thought that, you know, I entered into a year that would be full of growth and kind of market making activities. And, you know, in, in March, we had to pivot. We had just gotten the 2020 agenda approved and mm-hmm. we had a great plan that we were excited about. And in March, we had to throw all that out the window and start on a new, but I'm very happy with what happened. You know, we started off by cutting dues for our members for, for two months, mm-hmm. shifted our lobby focus to PPP and stimuli and lobbying the government so that they would spend more money on out of home. Mm-hmm. And yet actually managed to keep the ball rolling on some of the other issues that we've been covering on the government affairs side all along. And then of course, with marketing, shifting to a completely virtual agenda, more focus on staying in front of our members, providing them with numbers and stats and, and data that they could use to help them sell and explain the value of out of home in a, in a time where people weren't supposed to be out of their homes <laughs> and increase our focus on research, mm-hmm. which I personally think is, is the best way to sell advertising, to have really good data and stats. And, and we really firmly believe that that's, that was now our new role to bring that out. So, so again, different year than I thought mostly spent in my little office on my third floor, not out and about <laughs> meeting with members. But it's still been a really rewarding year. I so enjoy being part of this industry. I'm so impressed by this industry. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Mm-hmm. The resilience and the entrepreneurship among our members is just fantastic. And you know, it's been it's been rewarding being being on a on a on a journey where you didn't really know what was going to happen, but you know, things kind of strangely fell into place anyway. So I can't wait for this year to be over. (laughs) I'm really looking forward to 21, which I think will be a year where we'll start seeing growth coming back again and, Mm -hmm. you know, we'll build for the future. And then I think 2022 is going to be a fantastic year for us. How is the industry coping with COVID? I think the industry is coping with COVID very, very well, Mm -hmm. as, as well as you can. The upside and the downside with COVID is that it's a global problem and it affects everyone. Mm -hmm. But I think out of home has done a great job pushing through, just like out of home has done in the past. I mean, this is not our first downturn and definitely not our first pandemic, right? And you can tell. I mean, I come from a a new industry in a sense, you know, digital media, which was probably invented in the mid-90s, right? Very, very different perspective than I think that our industry has an outlook of of what's going to happen. So overall, I think the industry has coped very well. Then, of course, there are parts of out of home that have been hurting and Mm -hmm. still are hurting. And I think it's important from the OAAA perspective to give those areas a little extra support. And and Anna, specifically, are we talking about play space, things like play space, theater, those kind of sectors, transit, airport? Yeah, I think play space and cinema, for sure, definitely very hurt by this. Mm -hmm. Transit, 
badly hurt too, a little bit depending on what sort of transit. And I think even in areas, if you think about the New York subway or or the DC metro, mm-hmm. where the numbers are down by a lot, it's mm-hmm. still picking up and there's still great ridership. So mm-hmm. there's still a story to tell, right? There are people there. There's a valid audience. But of course, I mean, some areas, I mean, the cinemas have been closed down. There's not much you can do to argue that people are there, right? Yes. And I, I do think parts of place space the same thing. And then, of course, airports struggling as well. Mm-hmm. So, no, it's been tough. But on the flip side of that, it doesn't benefit everyone. But a lot of our members, you know, roadside has been great. I think mm-hmm. street furniture, good, too. Mm-hmm. That story can be told. I think advertisers get it. I think we see that there's a lot of interest in our medium when it comes to that. Then, you know, the whole digitalization of our medium has been, I think, sped up by the pandemic. And and mm-hmm. I do believe we're going to see a lot of growth in, in programmatic and other platforms coming from that. And ultimately, that's going to be very good for the industry in the long run. I get a sense, two points I'd make is, one is, we have not seen any huge, large financial restructuring, bankruptcy, forced sale. We've seen maybe a a place-based transaction, but most of the out-of-home companies were reasonably levered. They found access to capital, and they toughed it out. And now the noise you're hearing is people are saying, you know, next year we're going to open up our capital expenditure budgets start to redeploy digital. So it's definitely a feel of we're going back in a growth mindset. Yeah, I mean, all the all the fundamentals are still there. The strength of our industry is still there. The power of our medium is still there. And if anything, I think it's, we've grown stronger this year, not just because of the pandemic, but just because of how things are developing in the overall advertising world with fraud and privacy mm-hmm. issues and, and other things. And advertisers being nervous about messaging. And our platform can really provide something quite unique there. So I think we'll come back strong. And look, brands are going to have to get in front of of consumers as they, you know, not that they're not out there uh, because they are, and we know that now. They're just in different places at different times. Mm -hmm. I think we figured that out. But, you know, come 2021, I'm thinking March, April, May, whenever the vaccine is is sort of deployed Mm -hmm. in a a, a broader level, Mm -hmm. it's going to be a whole new world. And you can't go dark, you know, as an advertiser. You need to be in front of consumers. And I think, you know, our medium... We've seen that in research that we've published, consumers like more than ever to be outdoors. They appreciate, you know, being back in the real world. They appreciate seeing signage and, and out-of-home messaging. And I think, you know, once this is over, that's just going to be be even clearer. Mm-hmm. So, no, I, I, think, I, think we'll have a, I think we'll have a good 2021. And I, I think, again, I'm very impressed by the companies in our industry who have really ridden out the storm and Mm -hmm. continue to stay as positive as possible in a very, very difficult time. Let's take a break here for a word from our sponsor. AdWatch Media is the go-to partner for independent billboard operators for white-label online advertising services for their customers. Now you can provide Google ads, Facebook ads, social media management, and website development to your clients. To learn more, visit adwatchmedia.com or call 404-480-4064. Anna, the OAAA recently hired Christina Radigan as the incoming CMO. Talk about her and what she brings to the OAAA. Very happy to do so. We are incredibly excited and glad that she she is coming, or she actually has come on board. She's mm-hmm. been there for three weeks now, or four maybe. Christina is fantastic. She's been in the industry 20 plus years, has a great reputation. She comes from the buy side, which I think is important for us being mostly representative sellers, getting that perspective. Incredibly knowledgeable when it comes to data and programmatic and automation 
and areas that are really important for our industry, measurement being another one too. She's been deeply involved in, in Geopath and you know other associations before a talking about you know out of home issues. So so I'm very excited that she comes on board. She brings, you know, I think again, a new perspective and an incredible enthusiasm for the industry with her. And for me, of mm-hmm. course, you know, I'm I am new to out of home, even though I've been sort of on the fringes of it, you know, for, mm-hmm. for a big part of my career. And, and having someone by my side who has that network and that knowledge is great. So I think it's good news for the OAAA, it's certainly good news for me, and I think it's good news for the whole industry. What are some of your priorities for the out-of-home industry for next year? Well, it really is about growth, right? Like getting us back on that amazing growth track that we were on and rebuilding you know, some of, some of what we lost. So I think the priorities are, we're gonna to continue to do the virtual events, make sure that we are in touch with our members and, and try and provide them with weekly useful information, at least until the middle of next year. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do a virtual convention too, and a virtual OBs in the middle of April. So that's a big priority for us, gathering the industry again, even though it's in a virtual format. Mm -hmm. We couldn't do that in the same way last year. So it's really kind of outreach to our members and to other groups to see, you know, our content. Definitely, just like we did this year, participate not just in our own content, but, you know, go to others. Like we're going to work very closely with the ANA. We have an annual partnership with them next year. So we're going to do an out-of-home day jointly with them. Terrific. We're going to continue our cooperation with Demexco, with Adweek, you know, with the Brand Safety Summit, with with other entities that can help us get in front of the right people. So that's a big, big priority for us, of course, continue to do good research and thought leadership that can get into the press. Mm -hmm. And like I said to you before, and this comes back to growth, I am a firm believer in advertising, selling research, mm-hmm. research, selling advertising, mm-hmm. I should say. So putting out more solid research that can help our members and the agencies promote the message of out of home mm-hmm. to advertisers. Mm-hmm. So you'll see more of that. And then, of course, you know, on the government affairs front, we'll continue on uh, the, the hard work that we've done, you know, uh, since the dawn of the OAAA, basically, yes. you know, lobbying on the Highway Beautification Act and, and you know, billboard law, law side. Mm-hmm. We're probably focused quite a bit on taxation next year because we think, you know, in the aftermath of COVID, advertising taxes will be probably at least tried to be raised across the country. And we're part of a great alliance there with some other trade associations in the field. So we're, we're going to combat that. Mm-hmm. We have an increased focus on privacy as well as cannabis, which we think is a huge opportunity for our industry. Mm-hmm. So those are big priorities. And then really working not just as a big tent OAAA, but working specifically with groups of our membership, the transit operators, the people in the airport field. We did an independent billboard operators event earlier this year. We're doing one early next year. And, and I was there on a, I sat in on it. It was terrific. It was just terrific. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I hope we can do another one that's even yeah. better yeah. Uh, early next year, kind of mm-hmm. setting the stage for next year and then do a bit more of that because, you know, I think we learn from it. That gives us great direction as to what we need to do. Mm-hmm. I think the convening body that a trade association is where members can exchange experiences and, and ideas mm-hmm. is important. And then, of course, you know, taking care of, uh, you know, the specific needs of specific member groups. And and that all kind of happens when we gather them in those mm-hmm. forms. So we'll do more of that. And and we can now because we're all virtual. So mm-hmm. it's easier. Anna, we've got a lot of listeners who are independent out-of-home companies. Make the case as to why they should be part of the OAAA. 
they have to be part of the OAAA, I think, for all those reasons. You know, OAAA is a place where they can meet with their peers and talk about what's, what's happening and what works and what doesn't. We have a lot of resources for them when it comes to research and thought leadership that can be helpful. There's a lot of interesting things going on on the creative side that I think the independent guys are interested in, too. And then, of course, you know, the, the both the federal and state lobbying that we do that that ultimately can be very helpful for them protecting their business, making sure that their business can operate. And then I think, and I hear that more and more from our independent members, just like everybody else, an increased interest in in digital and programmatic and automation. Mm-hmm. And those are big focus areas for us next year. And I hope that, you know, we have a lot that can that works for them, you know, as they are starting to plan for, for how their business looks in, in years to come. So I really, I mean, we are the trade association for out of home. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that they're a very important group for us to cater to. From the OAAA side, the strength of our medium is the breadth of our medium, mm-hmm. the vast reach that we have that really only television previously could compete with. I wouldn't say they can anymore. Maybe Facebook these guys, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But the, the independent billboard owners are an incredibly important part of that. We need them in our membership because they, they provide that reach. And I'll chip in as independent billboard company owner and also an OAAA member. To me, it's critical. You guys are the lobbying entity. You guys defend the industry's interests. When Scenic America tries to do a digital billboard challenge, OAAA carries the ball. When it's lobbying for additional COVID funds in D.C. to get the word out, OAAA carries the ball. If it's assistance in a tax case, which you pointed out, cities want more tax money, assistance to Norton Outdoor Lamar in the Cincinnati tax case, OAAA carries the ball. That's the first thing. The second thing, though, is it is an, the independents need to know this. You got people, if, if I have a question about what the state of Indiana is doing and how they're regulating and how that compares to other states, I call Kerry Yoakum. He picks up the phone and I say, Kerry, I'm struggling with this. And he sends me in five minutes an incredible email helping me to address the state of Indiana or to address, you know, maybe I've got a just compensation suit. If I'm worried about cannabis advertising, accepting cannabis advertising, I can call Ken Klein and have a five-minute conversation of what to do and what not to do to stay out of trouble on cannabis advertising. That is an incredible resource. And then the final thing is to be able to take, you know, you mentioned the research efforts and to be able to take that research and put infographic or put a summary with a link to the OAAA on my out-of-home website is huge. And I will tell you, as a longtime member, it's it's money well spent. It's insurance against downside, and it's also money that brings you into path-breaking research and also allows you to access a bunch of real experts. Dave, I couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. If you ever want to take that radio voice of yours <laughs> and go work for a trade association in sales, yeah. I have a job for you. You absolutely <laughs> nailed it. And yes, you're you're right about all those things. Yeah. And and we are very passionate about this and we really want to help. So yeah, yeah. that's why an independent billboard operator should be a member of the OAAA. Put on your forecast or, or your futuristic hat on a what are some trends that our listeners should be following, some out-of-home trends our listeners should be following in the next year? 
Well, again, I, I you know, I, I feel like I'm harping on the digital train, mm-hmm. but I do think everything that's happening around digital is important for us. I think 5G sounds like maybe like something that's far out, but it's it's here soon, and I think that's going to affect our industry a lot. How how might that affect the industry? Well, it's just basically out of home is about signage, right? Mm-hmm. And when everything can be connected and you can kind of put a sign up anywhere hmm. and communicate with that sign, you know, easily, seamlessly, smoothly, mm-hmm. it's an opportunity for our industry. It's mm-hmm. just going to take away a lot of the clunkiness, not just when it comes to our, us, like anything that we're used to, right? Because there's going to be so much more capacity. Yes. So I do think an intelligence, right, too, you know, when it comes to data and, you know, just ability to do things virtually or, or you know, video is a big, it's a, it's a big opportunity, I think, for our channel that, you yeah. know, can, can open the doors to, to new dollars. So, so I would really carefully watch that. And just, you know, in general, looking at what's happening with the broader media and advertising world, end of the day, out of home, even though we've always been a little bit playing on the sidelines, we are part of that. And and we are part of the same budget, even if they carve out 4% specifically for out of home. I do think we have an opportunity to get to bigger dollars. So look at how others are selling, look at what advertisers are doing, and think about how out of home can play a bigger role in that. Because again, there's so much opportunity. So I think that those are those are important things. Then of course, kind of near term, and this is something we're lobbying on and, and will continue to do. I mean, there's going to be a vaccine, two vaccines, at least. We're going to have a population that needs to get vaccinated mm-hmm. and, and, you know, actually really, really needs to get vaccinated and take tests so we can get through this. So our medium, just because of the reach we have, the consumer's appreciation of it and and really proven attention to it makes us a great platform for education and just information about the virus and about the vaccine and about things that relate to that. So I think that that's a big thing for our industry to, you know, sell on. Mm -hmm. And we're certainly lobbying the government to use our platform. But I think that there are other institutions around healthcare and, you know, insurance potentially and others that will want to talk about this. And, And we, you know, we should we should grab that opportunity. That's all for this week. Thanks for appearing on the show, Anna. Thank you so much, Dave. It was great to be here. This podcast was edited by Lucas Jones and sponsored by AdWatch. You can listen to episodes of the Billboard Insider Podcast by visiting BillboardInsider.com or by subscribing to the Billboard Insider Podcast on iTunes or any of the usual podcast outlets. Our email is BillboardInsider at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. I'll be back in a couple weeks.